Welcome to Sights and Sounds, a yearly podcast series that features leading scholars and experts discussing some of New York City's most important historic places and institutions. I'm your host, Peter Christian-Eigner, director of the Gotham Center for New York City History, which produces the show each fall for Open House New York Weekend. In this episode, Nicholas Bloom talks about the glorious TWA Terminal at John F. Kennedy International Airport on Jamaica Bay in southern Queens. This historic landmark was only reopened to the public in 2019, after spending nearly a third of its existence in a state of limbo. The small, elegant travel hub, built in 1962, is a throwback to the early years of commercial flight, when planners imagined that airports would be park-like spaces for the public to gather, dine, and wander. TWA is a relic of this lost vision, a masterpiece of mid-century modern architecture that leans far more on form than function. It now seems rather out of place in the vast, impersonal expanse of parking lots, hulking terminals, and spaghetti-like roads that surround New York's busiest airfield, designed solely to meet the brute purpose of funneling people into and out of the seventh most touristed city on Earth. But it is also a reminder that airports can be human spaces, sites of public amusement, and even landscape architectural beauty and romance. Here, Bloom draws on his recent book, The Metropolitan Airport, to place TWA within that forgotten history and pose a question that many Americans, New Yorkers in particular, would probably find odd today. Can airports be fun? To hear the rest of this series, visit us at GothamCenter.org or find us on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. The TWA Terminal's glorious reopening in 2019 as a hotel and public space was an exciting moment for many New Yorkers. For nearly two decades, the historic landmark by Aero Saarinen, which opened in 1962, had languished, built for an era of smaller jets and fewer passengers, and designed more as an architectural statement than practical airport space. It was hard to imagine what role the soaring Central Hall might fill in the ever-changing landscapes of JFK International. Port Authority had even built the modern, vast JetBlue T5 terminal around the edges of the old building, but it wasn't clear what role TWA might serve. Gallery, perhaps? Meeting hall? By 2019, the problem had been solved, and in record time, wrapping the old building in a new and glassy hotel and repurposing the original TWA lobby as both hotel lobby and a time travel experience to the glamorous days of post-war aviation was pure genius. Like many airport enthusiasts, I made sure to make an early visit to the reopened space, reachable from JetBlue Terminal 5 through the original arching red-carpeted tubes that once took TWA passengers to and from their planes. Sipping an espresso in the soaring glass waiting room, perusing the gift shop, and clambering onto a part Connie, a Lockheed Constellation, with my daughter to enjoy a Shirley Temple was just what the aviation nostalgist ordered. In truth, however, the notion of the airport terminal as a form of public amusement was actually returned to a lost vision of post-war air travel. New York International Airport, known unofficially as Idlewild and renamed officially JFK in 1963, after all, was redesigned as a terminal city in 1954 with the aim of serving both as an air hub and urban amusement district. The TWA terminal was just one of many attractions, including iconic terminals, reflecting pools and planting beds, restaurants, and even chapels. While most arriving international passengers initially came through customs in the vast shopping mall-style International Arrivals Building, which opened in 1957, the smaller unit terminals like TWA and Pan Am, lining the airport's ring road, handled most departures and domestic connections. 
The unit terminals were architectural showpieces designed to delight with grand artistic statements and eye-catching roof lines. Their designers celebrated the sophistication and modernity of the aircraft companies that ran them. The Port Authority Administrator, Thomas Sullivan, who oversaw the development of terminals sitting in the 1950s and 60s, claimed that once completed, the destination would be as exciting as the World's Fair, Botanical Gardens, and Empire State Building all rolled into one jet age airport and tourist attraction. He boasted that, quote, when this airport is finished, Rockefeller Center won't have a chance. At first, the airport as an amusement park seemed to deliver. Millions of people visited the airport annually in the first years to watch planes take off and land from an observation deck and to visit other attractions like the Fountain of Liberty with its 900 jets and constant color changes. The authority planted 160,000 trees, shrubs, and flowers in the central international park where visitors roamed gravel walks. Enthusiasts could go up into the control tower for a modest fee. Imagine. The authority provided a flight seer tram for guided tours of the airport. Chapels for Jews, Catholics, and Protestants nestled peacefully alongside a reflecting pool. A reporter in 1960 heralded the arrival of a new, quote, downtown district, as modern planners would have all our modern cities built around a huge park, bright with greenery and alive with the waters of pools and fountains. Around the Oval Park, the resplendent new buildings glitter at the edge of 10 miles of highways. All the buildings made of the latest materials and new imaginative designs and created specifically for the comfort and easy movement of people. This utopian vision probably isn't the JFK that you know. It certainly is not the one that I have experienced for the last two decades. The modernist planners got it wrong, just as they did about so many other dimensions of the urban future. The terminals, like TWA, were often too small or inflexible for the jet age gold rush. Engineers and airline companies mangled them beyond recognition to handle the crowds. The airport roads were a mess from almost the beginning. Space for reflection and fountains within a few decades fell to parking lots and ramps. The security priorities in the last few decades cut off access to the terminals to all but the travelers, with the food and other amenities usually put behind metal detectors. So much for the joy of waiting for and seeing off travelers. The pain of delays, traffic jams, and security zones discouraged the casual visitor. So the reawakening of the TWA terminal in 2019 as a hotel and destination was more than exciting. It was, in fact, an earnest attempt to restore some of the lost fun in aviation for both passengers and visitors. It was an accessible space in an otherwise forbidding, tightly controlled, and highly engineered machine landscape. The renovated terminal sense of fun has also been a fragile creation. COVID in 2020 hit the newly renovated destination hard and is already showing some signs of neglect. The espresso bar in the main lobby is closed and everything in the terminal seems more muted. Is it perhaps too much to ask that our airports also be true public spaces in a globalized world of millions of travelers and globe-trotting pathogens? I remain hopeful, however, that airports will one day regain their roles as satisfying places of public life. But we'll probably have to wait a few more years for even the TWA terminal to regain the sense of fun it had at least for a few months in 2019. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sights and Sounds. Be sure to check out the rest of the series, available on Apple Podcasts and GothamCenter.org, where you can also learn more about the rest of our programming here at the Gotham Center for New York City History. Post-production for the season was provided by Garrett Tiedemann and Gabriella Montequin for Citizen Race Car. Special thanks to Dina Ecker for helping in the making of this episode, too. I'm your host and the show's producer, Peter Christian Eigner, director of the Gotham Center for New York City History at the Graduate Center of City University of New York. 
Be safe, everyone, and enjoy Open House New York weekend.